continue with the operation. You may fire when ready. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Fire One Ready. I'm your host, Alex Corey, and on this podcast, I like to talk about my thoughts on all things geeky, being the world of movies, TV, comics, because I freaking love genre content. And what I mean by genre content is essentially the um, works of fantasy, works of science fiction, uh, works of espionage films, action films, um, horror movies. I just enjoy it all so, so much. And, um, there's just so many great franchises out there, so many amazing stories to explore, to enrapture oneself in, and today I wanted to actually dedicate this um, podcast to franchises that um, really got me excited to uh, check out the lore and just explore the entire universe um, within those franchises, and um, so these are franchises that I love. That because of one of the one of the aspects of said franchises, um, it has me wanting to check out more. Like for instance, how the Star Wars movies made me love the franchise, the Star Wars franchise, so much that it wanted me that it made me want to delve deeper into the lore. Like after I saw the Star Wars movies, I loved it so much that I just I couldn't get enough of it. I wanted to check out the books. Um, I wanted to play the games, I wanted to see the animated shows, and then eventually other shows that came along. It just, they made me, that those movies just made me hungry for more. Um, so, these are the franchises that I say, um, when I saw the movie, it made me want to delve deeper into the lore, or maybe whatever else the author, creator of that franchise made, essentially. Um, so, besides Star Wars, the franchises that I've already done that are Marvel, DC, big fan of the Marvel movies, big fan of DC movies. Um, they made, like, for instance, Marvel made me want to go back and read the comics. I did so with DC as well. Um, and yeah, it's just so cool to see um, how the source material started out and how it translated um, to the on screen content we've been getting. And it's just amazing um, the sorts of creative minds that are out there to bring that uh, content to fruition. Um, so today. This is essentially a top five list. Another, I had a, I'd say like an unfiltered, um, off the top of my head, uh, shoot the breeze editorial about the top five franchises that have me hyped about the lore and the universe. So five franchises that I'm going to get into that are genre content, um, the different types of genres I mentioned at the beginning, fantasy, sci-fi, espionage, action, horror, what have you, um, all that fun stuff, so before I actually get into my five franchises, I actually wanted to bring up some honorable mentions, and here we go, uh, here's the honorable mentions I have up my sleeve, um, so first, the, so the first two honorable mentions I'm going to mention are franchises I have no idea what they are, um, I've only know very little about them, uh, so the first, the first of those franchises I want to bring up are The Witcher, watch the first episode on... Netflix of the new Witcher show starring Henry Cavill. Uh, really liked what I got so far. I'm getting some Game of Thrones vibes, um, but I feel like uh, it's gonna lean more towards that fantasy edge, which I actually kind of prefer. Not that not to denote Game of Thrones. I love what they did. Like it was like 
a, polit- a medieval political drama, and I loved it. Uh, Game of Thrones, you might hear a little bit more of later on. <laughs> um, but uh, so, but The Witcher so far, I really liked the first episode, and um, yeah, by the time you listen to this, maybe I'll have watched more, but as I'm recording this, only seen the first episode, and yeah, it kind of led me astray, didn't know where it was going, and uh, yeah, it really shocked me. And uh, thought I had I had a completely different story made up in my mind um, when I was watching it. But then as I continued to watch the episode, I was like, oh, oh we're going there. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, like where it's going so far, The Witcher, first pick. Uh, second pick is Dune. Now, as a, at least for The Witcher, I saw the first episode of the show. Dune, I've seen nothing of it. I've seen none of the movies. I've seen, I've read, I didn't read Frank Herbert's original book, but I am hyped Hyped, hyped, hyped so much for the uh, new movie coming out in December, directed by Denis Villeneuve, who did Arrival and Blade Runner 2049. I just love his uh, vision for the sci-fi movies he's made. can really make innovative-looking films and tell great, deep, uh, thought-provoking stories and give us great characters within those uh, movies. And I just can't wait to see how he'll do it with Dune and make me so invested in the lore i can't wait to, i just can't wait for that movie i just need new weird sci-fi fantasy in my life and i think i'm gonna get that with dune so there you go that's dune next uh franchise which um is completely different than the other two i just brought up uh gremlins yeah sure there's so much you can do with a variety of gremlins that are introduced in the first two movies which are both a lot of fun if you haven't checked out the gremlins movies you're doing yourself a disservice um but I'm excited to check out more of the lore because we got a new animated series coming on HBO Max. Um, and I'm just excited to see what's going to introduce. Uh, Secrets of the Mogwai has me interested. Um, I mean, the title alone, what I should say, um, is because I think that's going to delve more into the fantasy of the Gremlins franchise. Uh, you know, maybe what the Mogwais are, why, you know, they turn out the way they are and eventually becoming Gremlins. Uh, can't wait for that. Um... Yeah, because, yeah, it's cool to have more Gremlins content, and, yeah, I'm excited to see how they'll do it, even in animated form, because it's already zany. All right, uh, next franchise is a fantasy franchise, and that is The Chronicles of Narnia. Um, only saw the first two movies. I remember loving The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movie when I was a kid. Um, and I actually recently started reading the first book, and I like that it's more along the lines of being a lighthearted fantasy story. Um, I don't actually know if it gets darker as it goes along, because I've only seen the movies um haven't read all the books just yet but i can't wait to i really like the lore that's set up and um but i had to put a little lower in my honorable mentions because there's just some more fantasy fantasy franchises i wanted to delve into just a little bit more but chronicles narnia ain't too bad so far (laughs) so yeah um next franchise um which uh got so close on this list and that is ghostbusters the ghostbusters franchise um I love the first two movies to death. Um, I wasn't too big on the 2016 Ghostbusters movie with the all-female cast. Really appreciated what they were doing. I liked that it wanted to bring a new audience into the Ghostbusters franchise, and I really appreciated it for that reason, but it didn't do much for me. I thought it was maybe a little too modernized for my taste, but, you know, if people enjoyed it, that's great. I'm glad there were pe- there were some people out there who enjoyed the movie, but I... But, Personally, I prefer that them doing this new take with the new Afterlife movie. That's got me excited. But I do want to check out um, what's surrounding the movies, being the cartoons. Uh, Real Ghostbusters looks like a, a lot of fun, 80s cartoon. 
Uh, Extreme Ghostbusters looks freaking rad. I think that's on Hulu right now. Um, going all out with the 90s <laughs> um, animation. Can't wait. Uh, but yeah, the variety of ghosts and teams uh, can be really inventive, really fun uh, if you explore that in comic books and cartoons. So excited to see that. Also, video game, uh, Ghostbusters video game. I know that just got remastered for uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Probably going to check out the PlayStation version eventually. Uh, but yeah, awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's it for the honorable mention. So let's get into the top five franchises that has me hyped about the lore and the universe. Um, sorry, I had to really get close to the microphone. I don't care. Um, but yes, uh, let's get into it. Here's my number five. Um, now number five, um, has a new movie. It's a franchise that has a new film coming out. It's been going on for years and years and years. Um, and it probably has as many movies as the MCU at this point. And that is the James Bond franchise. Now, Espionage has grown to be another one of my favorite franchises, um, because a couple years ago, I, I rewatched all the Mission Impossible movies to watch um, Mission Impossible Fallout. And it really just dawned on me after I saw Fallout that, man, do I love this franchise. Man, can this, if it's done right, can it be a lot of fun with like grounding it in reality, but still having a really intense uh, action core to it, um, while giving us really uh, solid characterizations. Um, yeah, James Bond, um, so I, I want to do the crazy thing and try to watch all the movies before uh, No Time to Die comes out in April. Uh, I've only gotten two movies in, because <laughs> there's just so many, um, but yeah, I wanted to do the crazy thing and watch all the movies, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm just excited um, because um, the old, older films I saw thus far are so ahead of their time, and uh, since I'm watching the Connery films, currently I got that feeling when I started watching the Star Wars original trilogies for the, the Star Wars original trilogy for the first time, um, I noticed that when I was, I got that same feeling that when I was a kid, um, when I watched A New Hope for the first time, I was so excited to watch Empire because it was just another, it was a brand new movie with new characters I just fell in love with in the previous film. And that's how I felt watching James Bond lately. Like, after I finished Dr. No, I was just, I was so, I really loved that film, and I was just so excited to see another Sean Connery Bond movie and just see the new adventure he was going to be in for. And, um, yeah, and even though I'm two movies in, I still can't wait to continue the franchise. And I know I at least, I did some research, and I know the Connery movies are a part of the Spectre storyline, I believe, um, the old-school Spectre storyline. Um, and I can't wait to check out more, um, of that, and, um, yeah, and if I don't, uh, watch all of them before No Time to Die, at least, I at least want to watch the Connery movies and the Craig, Daniel Craig films, um, especially the Craig films before No Time to Die comes out, but, um, already I'm invested in the franchise, uh, I can't wait to see how inventive it gets, but, um, circling it back to how, you know, uh, it makes how a movie franchise wants me to delve deeper into the lore. I think once I watch all the movies, it's going to make me want to go back and read the books. Um, I think uh, if I love a majority of the movies, there's no question I'm going to dive back into what Ian Fleming's novels um, made that franchise so great in the first place. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to, to read, to watch all the movies, eventually read the books. And yeah, I think the, the movies really do a job of making you just give a crap about um, 
the charismatic character in uh, Mr. 007 himself. And, and he's portrayed by great actors, too. So, yeah, there you go. Number five, James Bond. Number four on this list is a franchise I've been getting into for a while. It's uh, one of the newer fantasy franchises to come out, and it was popularized through a very famous TV show. And uh, this franchise is A Song of Ice and Fire, uh, basically the works by George R. Martin. Um, Yeah, so the Game of Thrones TV show I've loved all the way through. Yep, I've loved every single season. And what I loved so much about what the TV show um, gave me was that there were complex characters and a really fantastical history set up in the world of Westeros. Um, I love that it was a fantasy show that was grounded in reality. It wasn't afraid to, um, take risks of really going into some realistic territory and really having it, um, uh, get under your skin. And I, I was really just impressed by like how, uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss was able to capture that in the show, adapting um, George R. R. Martin's books. But that being said about the Game of Thrones show, it really has me dying to read the books. Uh, what actually made the the series as good as it was, um, the lore. Um, and so, yeah, that has me dying to read the books. And I know I'll have plenty of times to read the books since the new book um, isn't going to be out for a while, The Winds of Winter. Um, George R. R. Martin... Uh, has said a million times that he's working on it. Um, but I do hope eventually it does come to fruition and he's able to release it and that he's satisfied with his end product. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, in the end, I just want a good book, no matter how long it takes. Um, you know, and, uh, but, but, but other than that, I just, I know I'll have the time to reread, to not reread, <laughs> to read for the first time uh, the the Song of Ice and Fire books and understand like why it made the Game of Thrones show as good as it is, and even maybe some deviations that the show took that wasn't explored in the show but in the books. Um, now, I just want to see how different it is, and I'm really just so interested in how the books are pulled off, and I can't wait to read those at some point. Um but yeah, the layered characters didn't necessarily call for a good versus evil story, and it really should be interesting um, to be expanded upon in literature form. Um, it's a really captivating fantasy franchise, and I can't wait to explore more of it. Number three on my list um, is actually a franchise that, universe I should say, that a lot of people don't know are connected, unless you really delve deep into it. And uh, that fran- that universe is the Blade Runner Alien, and Predator universe. So here we go. Blade Runner is quite possibly my favorite sci-fi movie of all time, and Alien is a close second. But for those who don't know how Alien and Blade Runner are connected, is that what I learned recently was that there was an Easter egg on the Prometheus Blu-ray, which for those of you who don't know, Prometheus is an Alien prequel. There's there's an Easter egg on the Prometheus Blu-ray where... There's a letter you can read um, in this little Blu-ray feature um, of a letter. There's a letter that you can read that was written from Peter Wayland to Eldon Tyrell, or Eldon Tyrell, I should say, um, and both, you know, are uh, successful for making uh, androids in their own corporations. But Wayland, um, but this implies this letter from Wayland to Tyrell. It implies that Wayland and Eldon Tyrell. We're good friends, um, 
And yeah, so you have that connection there. Um, Predator also coexisted in that world because in Predator 2, um, at, in the very end of the, towards the end of the movie, spoiler alert if you don't want to know, it's really not a big deal, but uh, since there's a, another franchise surrounding it, a- AVP. Um, but uh, in the final scene of Predator, you also see a xenomorph skeleton um, in the final scene of the movie. Um, but yes, the AV, which, you know, implies that there's an Alien vs. Predator franchise. I believe there were comic books around the time the Predator 2 movie came out, and then eventually there's an Alien vs. Predator movie. They made another one after that, Alien vs. Predator Requ- Requiem. Um, but yeah, there's, um, there's so much that I personally collected, uh, comic-wise from the Alien franchise that I haven't read yet, but since because I loved, um, the, uh, Alien movie so much, um, I wanted to check out more of the lore and like more stories involved and maybe there's other territory in that sci-fi world we hadn't seen yet. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's alien, uh, there's alien comics out there. There's predator comics out there, all published by dark horse, the alien versus predator comic I mentioned. Um, but yeah, there's so much to get into there. Um, also for blade runner, um, because, uh, because of blade runner and blade runner 2049, both incredible movies, um, they're about to spawn a new animated show on Adult Swim. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, there was also that, uh, Blade Runner short film that came out before, uh, 2049 came out, um, which was, uh, directed by Shinshiro Watanabe, who did, uh, who famously, um, is a director, uh, creator, I believe, of Cowboy Bebop. I think he was the creator as well. I know he directed a handful of episodes, um, uh, I'll have to fact check that later, but, um, yeah, uh, Shinjiro Watanabe, who developed Cowboy Bebop, and, uh, Samurai Champloo, really famous anime director, did this, um, incredible Blade Runner short film, um, in, in that anime, uh, hand-drawn style, and it looked absolutely fabulous, um, but to see how, like, a Blade Runner show will be pulled off on Adult Swim, um, really has me intrigued, but aside from Blade Runner, there's also... Um, the perfect opportunity for me to delve back in to the Philip K. Dick's uh, original source material, uh, which is the novel that Blade Runner, the, mo- the first movie was based off of, called uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Um, which, to my knowledge, is a lot different than the first Blade Runner movie. Um, the Blade Runner movie is loosely based off of that book. Um, but yeah. But to think that all coexists within that sci fi world, to me, is just so amazing, so fun. I mean, there's so much. There's already so much story out there to explore. That doesn't give off the impression that continuity-wise, it has it has the difficulty to fit under one canon, like uh, the Lucasfilm story group has to do with the Star Wars official canon. Um, uh, since the roots of Blade Runner, Alien, and Predator, uh, the series revert back to the movies. Um, so anything under the Blade Runner, Alien, Predator label that's released outside of the film franchises should be closely connected to the movies, unless maybe there's a crazy crossover, like, I know there's a Blade Runner, there's an Alien and Predator uh, crossover with Superman and Batman, uh, which I do own, I haven't read them yet, um, heck, there's even an Archie vs. Predator comic book, which I read and is a lot of fun, if you haven't read that yet, check it out, it's so good, um, but yeah, there's those franchises out there, um, but to think those three franchises are under one roof is just, so cool, so cool. I, I like that. There's that connection. Um, all right, guys, uh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, we have our last two here. Now, these next two franchises, movie wise, are the closest. I'd say they're the closest things I have to Star Wars. 
um, because I just love them so much. I love the film franchises so much. Um, but what's surrounding it makes me want to check out more. And so number two on this list is The Wizarding World. And those of you who don't know, Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts. Um, look, I've seen the Harry Potter movies many, many times. Um, if it hadn't been for the first two movies, uh, I would not love live-action uh, fantasies as much as I do. Probably one because, you know, before that I wasn't really into live-action films that much. I was more of an animation kid growing up. Uh, but then when I saw Chamber of Secrets, because uh, I was that weird kid who saw Chamber of Secrets before he saw Sorcerer's Stone. Well, I saw, like, a part of Sorcerer's Stone on TV one time, and then eventually I saw Chamber of Secrets, watched that all the way through, then went back and watched Sorcerer's Stone, and then around that time, to tell you how old I am, I saw Prisoner of Azkaban in the movie, Azkaban in the movie theater. Um, and, uh, yeah, been a fan of the Harry Potter movies. Uh, I really love the Fantastic Beasts series so far, um, but because I love the movies so much, um, uh, when I was a kid, I actually, uh, read the first three books, but just the first three. I hadn't read them since, and I never continued, so I want to read them all, <laughs> basically is what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah, it might be like, oh, you didn't read those when you were a kid? Now, hear me out. I think when I, I want to read them all, because I think as an adult, um, I'll have more of an understanding about why J.K. Rowling's world works so beautifully in its source material and why it, because of the movies, it translates, why the movies translate those stories well on screen is because, you know, I want to see, like, where that source came from uh, and what made those movies so great because I've seen those movies so many times, but I want to see, you know, I want to look at it in a different light and understand why those stories were so great in the first place, and how J.K. Rowling told those stories, and I, I just really want to see how she does it, um, because, yeah, so for so long, I've been, I even made a video about it, and I'll probably change my tune, I'll make a new video soon, um, where I had this thing where, um, I liked, basically, I like how movies told, um, I basically just appreciated movies more than I did books. Um, but I'm trying to... Th I think I am definitely uh, gaining more an appreciation towards literature because I am starting to get back into reading. Uh, I haven't really read books as much since I was in elementary school, I want to say. Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it's um, definitely a good time to check them, back, check them out again and you know, just having this love of fantasy as much as I do now. Um, and understanding why it's good and understanding what makes it so rich and fun. Um, yeah, I think it's a great time to read the Harry Potter books. Um, but yeah, but enough of that. Uh, let's get to our final franchise. Now, the number one fantasy franchise has me hyped about the lore. It's the closest thing. It's as close to Star Wars as I want it to be um, because the movies are just so good. It was first a trilogy like Star Wars. Then there's another trilogy that came out, prequel trilogy. Um, that had some fans divided. I, I personally enjoyed the prequels for this franchise. And that is Middle-Earth. Middle-Earth, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, is quite possibly the single greatest trilogy of all time. Um, yeah, because it used to be Star Wars original trilogy for me was my favorite trilogy, but I think I love the saga as a whole. So uh, I think my favorite trilogy is Lord of the Rings. Um but yeah, the Lord of the Rings, uh, 
it's really my Star Wars love is close to Lord of the Rings love movie wise. Uh, but with the Ham Amazon show on the horizon, which I believe is dealing with the second age about the forging of the One Ring, um, it has me wanting to go back and experience the books. I haven't read. So I'm reading The Hobbit now, currently. I haven't read it since uh, I was in middle school. And, uh, you know, when you have, like, a book report and stuff like that, um, you don't, like, for me at least, it was like, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really connecting with literature that much uh, at that time. And I feel like um, at that point I was just, like, reading words on the page and it wasn't just sinking in. But now I think since I committed myself to... You know, and, you know, having the short attention span and stuff like that. I think when, uh, you know, as I got older, when I started to, you know, delve in more into comic books, I think, you know, I disciplined myself to reading, sitting there reading text. And, um, yeah, and then I just, you know, I just learned that way, like, how powerful um, uh, words can be on paper. And, like, and so, like, yeah, what the heck? I wanted to check out um, uh, what made a... Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's book's so good, you know? And I started reading The Hobbit, and honestly, I'm really liking it so far. I'm really li appreciating what Tolkien did to tell that story, um, you know, to engage readers in a new fantasy world. And, um, yeah, and I'm just, like, I'm trying to take the movies out of it and just, like, read it as its own thing, and I'm really enjoying it so far. And I can't wait to see how Lord of the Rings compares. I, I heard, you know, Tolkien can get s descriptive, but I want to give it a whirl at least. I want to at least give it a try and give it the benefit of the doubt. And yeah, I, I think um, I am going to check it out and uh, see how I feel. I'm digging The Hobbit so far. And, you know, if I like if I like more, um, I'll, you know, indulge in it. If I don't, I don't. You know, no big deal. Um, but yeah, uh, I haven't... And just enjoy, I'm just going to enjoy that for now. Uh, there's video games out there. The Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War series want to check out those at some point, because I think we're de it's dealing with the same time period as the Amazon show is going to deal with. I don't know what's going to be... Can we don't know what's going to be canon yet with Amazon, with the Amazon show. Um, my I think uh, it might be canon with the books. I don't think it'll be canon with the movies. If it is, that'd be very interesting. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see, and uh, I can't wait um, that Middle Earth is going to have a, sort of a comeback, because, you know, the Ho last Hobbit film came out Oh boy, it came out in 2014. That's like, so in December, that's going to be like, oh my god, I'm feeling so old right now. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, uh, guys, uh, these are, so there you have it. These are the five franchises that have me excited about the lore, the universe, um, and so, uh, what are, what franchises are you guys into? Uh, let me know if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, comment below. What are some uh, franchises that you guys are into that um, you maybe have seen one aspect of, but you wanna, but you loved uh, that medium so much that you want to check out more that you just can't get enough of it. You're hungry for more of the franchise. Um, yeah, let me know below. And um, so, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I can't wait to check out what what all these franchises entail. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's really a good time to be a fan of genre content. And, uh, you know what, uh, if you just open up your heart when you watch any of these movies or shows or read any of these books or comic books or play any of these games, just open yourself up, see how the story can enrapture you and see how these characters can, uh, touch you and maybe how you can relate to said characters and, 
yeah, because like I really do, even though these are, you know, uh, stories being made uh, <laughs> to to sell to you know to help a business thrive. In the end, it's art, and it's cool that we can engage in all this incredible art. And yeah, I, I think this is just a great time to have good conversations, have intelligent conversations, and to just analyze it, um, not in a nitpicky way, but analyze it in a way that maybe can change the way you, you think, in a way. And, and yeah, I think this is just a great time to be a fan of entertainment. So thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you want to follow me more, you can follow me at Alex J. Corey on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash thealexcorey, the last name C-O-R-E-Y. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, and tune in in two weeks where it's going to be a really big day. Um, I'm actually not going to release the next episode of Fire One Ready on the 24th um, because that day we're getting a big... Cause uh, in two weeks is going to be the, the Star Wars themed episodes, um, so or episode I shouldn't say, not multiple episodes, but uh, um, the the twenty fourth is going to be the big Star Wars announcement of uh, Project Luminous, the super super secret uh, Star Wars um, uh, line that they're going to make um, regarding maybe books and video games. Who knows what it's going to be? But whatever it is, I'm going to break it down right here on Fire One Ready on the new segment. The hello, what have we here? I'm going to break it down on that uh, Star Wars segment on my new Star Wars-themed shows that are happening every other week. Um, But yeah, I'll be breaking down Project Luminous. Um, That episode will be coming to you on the Tuesday of that week. That'll be Tuesday, the 25th. So excited to share that with you guys. And then two two weeks after that where I give you another uh, discussion about genre content, um, such as this glorious stuff I mentioned today. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Have a good one.